In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom. I'm glad to be with you today. Do you know today that you're loved with an everlasting love? Do you know today that God has a plan for your life? Do you know today that God called you to love even your enemies? This is God's Word. And we're looking at Luke 6, 27. But I say to you, to you, to me, that listen, are we listening? Love your enemies. How do you love your enemies? One way is to pray for them. One way is to forgive them. One way is to bless them. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. That's Anthony in Salem, praying for those who cursed him. That's a priest friend of mine who prays for people who hurt him. Oh yes, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Now this is not easy. It's not easy to pray for those who abuse us, but that's what we're called to do. You might even just pray an Our Father for them, if that's all you can do. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. From whom anyone takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt. Give to everyone who begs. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. And Jesus makes it even clearer. Love one another as I have loved you, even unto death. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? He loves us who crucified him. I crucified Jesus by my sins, and he loves me. From the cross he prayed for you and for me who crucified him. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. For if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies. How? Pray for them. Forgive them. Bless them. Do good and lend 
expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be called children of the Most High. Are you a child of the Most High? Do you love your enemies? Do you good do, do good to those who hate you? Are you a child of the Most High? I want to be, and I do pray for my enemies. What happens when I don't feel it? I've made a decision to pray for those who hurt me. I don't have to worry about it anymore, but I don't feel it. That's okay. I made a decision to forgive those who hurt me. And you know what? Sensitive people get hurt very quickly. And you know, are you sensitive today? Then you're open to being hurt. And God calls you to forgive. How do I forgive? I go to the cross and I borrow the forgiveness from Jesus crucified. How do I do that? Lord, I borrow the forgiveness from you on the cross to forgive those who hurt me, those who cursed me, those who hate me. I borrow your forgiveness. You see, what holds us back is a lack of forgiveness. I ask people who are not getting their prayer answered, have you forgiven everybody? And many times they say yes. And that's, that's a good answer. But other times they say no. I can't forgive that person. What that person did to me is unforgivable. And I say then you're going to remain in darkness. He forgave you on the cross. You are called to forgive people. How? Borrow the forgiveness from Jesus. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Lend expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you'll be called children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. He lets the rain fall on the ungrateful and the grateful, on the wicked and on the repentant sinner. Oh yes, he lets the sun shine on the wicked and on the repentant sinner. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Don't hold grudges. You say, but I've been so hurt. Don't hold grudges. They keep you from God, and they keep you from love. It's time for you to let go of the grudge and to pray for those who hurt you. But I don't feel it. You don't have to feel it. You have to do it. Only in our Father, that would be enough. Chapter 637, do not judge and you will not be judged. We do not judge the heart, but we can assess what's going on. If people are into the New Age movement, we can't judge their heart 
but we need to keep away from them because we don't want any part of that in our life. You can't judge the heart. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and you will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. We as Catholics have not taught our people how to give. Biblically, we give one-tenth back to the Lord. We have not taught that to people. Give, and you will receive. Press down, shake it together, falling over into the folds of your lap. But you know, I can't pay my bills. I told you the story of a young man who came to me for several days. And we were at a cemetery. And he was telling me how he couldn't pay his bills. So I said to him, do you tithe your money? He says, tithe my money, I can't even pay my bills. I said, test the Lord. The Bible says, you can test me in this. He started to tie this money and started to get more work than he could do. This is part of God's command. People say, the church is always asking for money. Unfortunately, that's not true. We want to say, well, you know, we don't want to ask. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. We need to teach people how to give, and that it's a blessing to give. Oh yes, it's a blessing to give. He also told them a parable. Can a blind man guide a blind man? Will not both fall into the pit? A disciple is not above the teacher. The disciple is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully qualified will be like the teacher. Are you like the person that has schooled you in the spirit? You should be like him or her, and even better, we need to be like the person who schooled us in the spirit. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Oh, it's very easy to notice the speck in someone's eye and forget about the log in our own eye. Take the log out first and then deal with the speck. Or how can you say to your neighbor, friend, let me take out the speck in your eye when you yourself do not see the log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take out the log out of your own eye, and then you will see the 
speck to take out clearly from your neighbor's eye. What's in our eye? I think it's about negativity. How can I deal with negativity in somebody else unless I take it out of my own life? I have a glass before me. Is it half empty or half full? I want to say it's half full. I don't want to be negative and say, well, my glass is half empty. No, my glass is half full. I need to be positive. There's so much negativity going around. Don't be negative. Be positive. Be positive. What is the sign for the negative? A horizontal bar. What is the sign for the positive? Put a line through the horizontal bar. You have a cross. Be positive. Be positive. Be positive. No good tree bears bad fruit. No, again, does a bad tree bear good fruit? What kind of fruit are you producing in people? Are you swearing? Are you teaching people to swear and to curse? That's bad fruit. That's the world. That's sick. No good tree bears bad fruit. And again, does a bad tree bear good fruit? For each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs are not gathered from thorns, nor grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure of his heart produces evil. So what we produce is from our heart. And so many of us have heart trouble. We need God to lance our hearts with love, not with pain, but with love, that he shed his blood for us, that we are sinners saved by the blood of Jesus. We need our hearts to be lanced with the love of God so that we'll produce good fruit fruit that will last. The Bible says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you need and it will be done unto you. Abide in the word of God. Abide in Christ. Abide in the foundation that is Christ. Listen to this. For it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. Touch your lips. What does your mouth speak about people? Well, you know what? I saw them going to an R-rated movie. Mind your own business. Mind your own business. What you need to do is to love them. 
What you need to do is to pray for them. What you need to do is to offer positive feedback to them. Call them to love God. Verse 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not tell, and do not do what I tell you? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them. That one is like a man building a house who dug deeply and laid the foundation on the rock. The foundation is the Lord Jesus Christ. When a flood rose, the river burst against the great house, but could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not act is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, Im immediately it fell, and great was the ruin of that house. Is your foundation Jesus Christ? He's my foundation. I want to build on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. I want to build faith, hope, and love. And don't forget, love is not something you feel. Love is something you do with your hands. Love is something you do. And we are called to love. Do something to show love. Faith, hope, and love abide these three. But the greatest of these is love. Chapter 7 of St. Luke After Jesus had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. That's where he did most of his miracles, in Capernaum. A centurion there had a slave whom he valued highly and who was ill and close to death. When he heard about Jesus, I love that word, he heard about Jesus. Someone told him about Jesus. Who do you tell about Jesus? Who do you tell about the Lord Jesus Christ? Someone told the centurion about Jesus. Had a slave whom he valued highly and who was ill and close to death. When he heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders to him, asking him to come and heal his slave. When they came to Jesus, they appealed to him earnestly, saying, He is worthy of having you do this for him, for he loves the Jewish people. He has built our synagogue for us. And Jesus went with them. But when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, 
do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you. This man has faith. You see, he has power. And he says, when I do something and ask something to be done, it gets done. You have spiritual power. You're Jesus. You're the Son of God. You don't have to come to my house. You just have to speak the word and my servant will be healed. Such faith. He didn't find that faith in Israel. This is a Gentile. See, the Gentile knew that he had, he had power. And the only thing he needed to do was say, do this, and it was done. Don't do this, and it wasn't done. And he says to Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word, and my servant will be healed. Just speak the word, but only speak the word, and let my servant be healed. For I also am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. To another, come, and he comes. To my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd that followed him, he said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. This is a Gentile. This is a pagan. But he has faith. He says, I've got power, but you have power in the spiritual realm. The only thing you need to do is to speak the word. I remember once we were praying for Mariana to get the gift of tongues. And we were together, about three of us. And that night while we were praying, she got the gift of tongues. We had that authority to pray for her. Oh yes, that's God doing that. I say go and he goes to another come and he comes to my slave do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him and turning to the crowd that followed him, he said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. Jesus spoke the word. Only say the word and my soul shall be healed. We say that every time we receive communion, but are we healed? We need to believe that God's going to do something. Only speak the word and my soul shall be healed. I think too often we just get used to receiving communion. It's nothing to get used to. It's the greatest gift that we have. Only speak the word and my soul shall be healed. Verse 11, soon afterwards, he went to the town called Nahum and his disciples and a large crowd went with him. 
as he approached the gate of the town. A man who had died was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, as she was a widow. And with her was a large crowd from the town. It was a funeral. It was a young man who died. You know when young people die, the funeral is large. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came forward and touched the bear. And the bearer stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, rise. The dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Fear seized all of them. They glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has looked favorably on his people. This word about him, the man rising from the dead, spread throughout Judea and all the surrounding country. He opens the eyes of the blind. He opens the ears of the deaf. He raises the dead to life. Are you dead today spiritually? Come to Jesus. Sit under his cross. Tell him I'm a sinner. Wash me with your blood. I'm yours. I want to invite you to days of glory this Thursday, November 9th to 12th. Daysofglory.org. You're welcome to come. Great things are going to be happening. And you know, you need to come. When great things happen, I need to be there. I need to see the great things. I need to experience the great things. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.